Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, I want you to today, I want you to open up your Bible, and we're going back to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2. And we're going to pick up where we left off last week, Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to begin at verse 9 today. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 9. And here, the word of God, it reads, When they had heard that the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream, that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. We're going to speak today from the subject, get to Jesus. Get to Jesus. I don't care what else may be going on. I don't care what else you may face. You know that you've got to get to Jesus. You've got to get to Jesus. Here it is, these wise men, they had received instructions from Herod, or directions from Herod. Those directions said, go to Bethlehem and search diligently for the child. That's what they were told. And so they went ahead and, and tried to do that very thing. However, there was a problem. Bethlehem was a very crowded town because of the taxing that Caesar Augustus decreed. In fact, in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1, it talks about that there was this, this census that he had done. He went for all the, to all the world to be taxed. And that's what Caesar Augustus did. So everyone who had ever come out of Bethlehem was pressing their way to get back into the town. And so here it is. These, these wise men were trying to find him in the midst of all of this. But then the question became, how were they going to find him? How could they possibly find this little baby and with everything that was going on? Remember, they went to the king's palace asking for the king of the Jews. And when they did, they had no idea who the wise men were talking about. Had no idea who they were speaking of. So how were they going to find this child in the mass of all this humanity that was all around them? This is where we come to our verse today. Look back with me at verse 9. Verse 9, it says, When they had heard the thing, heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Here it is. When they had gotten to Jerusalem, they no longer saw the star. That star had guided them for many days and many nights. 
They were walking in that direction of the star and it had guided them for so much time. It could have been months that they were walking, trying to get there. But once they got to Jerusalem, they no longer saw the star. They no longer saw it. They didn't know. So that's why they're like, listen, tell us, where is he that is called king of the Jews? Where is he? And they had no clue. And here it is. He says, go to Bethlehem. So they point him to Bethlehem. It's just like if you were to go to a town that you're not familiar with, right? And you're going into this town and they say, okay, well, you say, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to find the stadium. And you can't just see it from the street. You can't just see it from the interstate. I'm trying to find the stadium. How do I get there? And so it says, okay, well, you go down here, turn right, and you go down there. And this is what they're doing. They say, go to Bethlehem. They're like, okay, we'll go to Bethlehem. So they're looking and say, how do we find this child? He's the king and we've got to worship him. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, as it did before, the star appears. And when they see the star, they're able to say, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, we can see it. See, God allowed the same star that they saw originally to guide them to Jesus. The same star that they saw originally to guide them. Now, notice that when they had exhausted all of their efforts, God literally showed them the way. After they tried everything that they could try, after they went through every map, <laughs> after they went through map quest, which no longer is used, <laughs> after they went through all of those things, they still couldn't find them. They still couldn't find them, but God showed them the way. You see, once we have done all that we can do, God will step in and enable us to do what we can't do in and of ourselves. Do you hear me? Once you try to do everything, you've tried every resource, you've tried every person, you try all your contacts, none of that stuff works, then God will say, okay, now I need you to go this way. I need you to turn this way. This is where you go. He'll show you the reason or the way for you to get there. He'll show you the way to get there. But after you tried everything that you can do, you see, we have to strive to do everything possible within our strength and ability. We have to get to where we've exhausted everything within us. So then God steps in and then he does more. He's able to bring us to the place of where we're supposed to be. But we have to try to exhaust everything that we've done. There are times when it may seem extremely hard and even impossible to accomplish what you have set out to do. But you have to maintain the right attitude and maintain a spirit of expectancy. Do you hear me? You have to maintain the right attitude and the spirit of expectancy. Notice I didn't say a spirit of excellence. Yes, you have to have a spirit of excellence. Remember Daniel? Remember Daniel, everything that he did, the Bible said that he had a spirit of excellence in him. So therefore, you're always supposed to do that. You're always supposed to do it to your very best in excellence. But you've got to have an expectation that God is going to move. You've got to have an expectation that God will do this very thing. I need somebody to type in chat right now. Expect God to do it. 
Expect God to do it. Listen, it's one thing to have a, have a spirit of excellence, but it's another thing to have an expectancy for God because there will come to a t come a time where you will get tired. You'll get frustrated. You'll have, will look and say, I've done everything I can do and I don't feel like doing anything else. I, it's just not going to happen. It must not be my time, my season. This must not be for me. But when you have an expectancy that God is going to do it, that's what will keep you getting up every day keep you pressing forward because you believe and know that God can do it you expect him to do it you expect him to do it there's an old proverb it simply says this blessed is the man that expects of nothing because he will not be disappointed he will not be disappointed. If you don't expect anything, then you're not going to do anything. But when you expect God to do something, then you get up and you start moving yourself. You got to get in the position that God's called you to. You got to move in the places that he's called you to. You can't just sit there and think while you're on your couch that God is going to move for you. No, you've got to get up and go do some things. You got to move in some directions that you feel his spirit leading you and then expect God to move. Sometimes that's why you'll get up day after day looking for this job looking for what God tell, is telling you that he's going to give you and you go down in the middle of downtown Atlanta or downtown Houston or downtown Dallas or downtown Los Angeles wherever it is that you are and you'll go there and you'll keep going to the Dell home offices or, or to Hewlett Packard or wherever it is and you're sitting there looking and people look why do you keep coming down here because I have an expectancy I'm expecting God to move he told me to come here that's why why I'm here. I'll fill out this application again. I'll do it again. I'll, I'll, I'll go through another round of interviews. I'll do it again because I know that my God is faithful to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask or think according to what works on the inside of me. There is a power that is in me that keeps me moving forward because I have an expectancy for favorable change that my father is going to give. You've got to have a spirit of expectancy, a spirit of expectancy. Type it, type it. God, I expect or expect God to do it. Expect God to do it. You need to understand this. Understand that the wise men were there to find the king. The wise men were there to find the king and not a star. Oh, let me say that again. The wise men were there to find a king and not a star. But God knew how to communicate with them. <laughs> he knew how to communicate with them and allowed them to see the star so that it would lead them to Jesus. He wanted them to see the star that would lead them to Jesus, who is the bright and morning star. He's a bright and morning star, but yet God wanted them. He said, listen, I know how to communicate with you. I know where you are, and I know how to communicate with you, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to let you see this star, and this star is going to guide you to where my son is. It's going to guide you to where my son is. And when they saw the star, they knew exactly how to find Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Look with me at verse 10. Look with me at verse 10. And it says these words, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. They rejoiced with exceeding great 
joy. And see, once they were able to find the star, they knew that they could find Jesus. Had they found Jesus? No. Had they, had they laid eyes on Jesus at the time? No. But they knew when they saw the star that they would be able to find them. And that was enough for them because they knew how to navigate that. They knew how to do what needed to be done once they saw it. But they simply needed that sign. They simply needed God to give them direction for God to show them how. And when they saw it, they were excited. Notice how excited they were. Even though they hadn't found him yet, they knew that, that they would be able to because they saw the star. They saw the star and they knew that they would be able to get to Jesus. You see, sometimes, watch this, sometimes you may be the star that God uses to guide someone else to Jesus. You, I'm talking to you. You may be the star that God uses to guide someone else to Jesus. You'll be the one, and sometimes you, you don't realize that. We, we have to understand that, that we have, the, we have uh, the light of Christ on the inside of us. We have the light of Christ on the inside of us in our hearts. That the light is to help others find Jesus. This light is to help others find Jesus. This is why your testimony is powerful and God allowed you to get it. This is why you have a witness that helps others to be able to see Christ. This is why there's a love in your heart that the average person does not have. This is why you're able to stand strong with people when others fall back because there's a light on the inside of you. It is the light of Christ and it's directing others to find him. Directing others to find him. It's this light, this star that you have on the inside of you that helps you to find Jesus. But I want you to know the star is to help you find Jesus, not to help you be recognized. Not, not to help people look at you and think you're all of that. No, it's to help others to find Jesus. There was a pop writer, a pop songwriter years ago. He wrote a song saying, baby, I'm a star. And so that's part of the problem is a lot of us, we're trying to be stars so that people can look at us. But no, we're simply meant to direct others to Jesus, to help others to see him and to find him and to know him as he is. That's why there's this star that's on the inside of us, this light that's been called to show the way to others. I want you to look at verse 11, verse 11. And when they were come into the house. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold and frankincense and myrrh. Listen, when the wise men entered the presence of Jesus, they fell down and they worshipped him. They fell down. And they worshiped him. Here it is that they everything that they had done, all of the, 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 the time they had spent walking, searching, they finally reached their destination and they knew that there was only one reason why they were there. They fell down and worshiped at his feet. Uh, when, when the wise men entered in the presence of God, they fell down and worshiped him. They fell down and worshiped him. And, and I want to say this to you. When we come into the presence of the Lord Jesus, we should do as the wisest of men. We should fall down and we should worship him. We should worship him. 
Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.